business and people. Your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. Hi, and welcome to the Business and People podcast. I am your host, Walt Bayless. And in this episode, I'm thrilled to be able to chat to an old friend of mine, a guy named Brad Andrews, who's been through the corporate ladder, achieved massive success, and then taken the huge leap out into entrepreneurship and building a business within a million dollars in 12 months and uh, keeping going to, to create amazing things. Brad and I chat about some of the difficulties going from that employee to business owner path. We talk about motivation, we talk about goal setting, and we talk about legacy, being able to create a life by design. I really enjoyed chatting to Brad on an interview level as opposed to being just friends that we have been for years. I hope you get a lot of good techniques, tips, and motivation with my good friend, owner and CEO of Uptime Systems, Mr. Brad Andrews. Brad, thanks so much for joining me on the show. Thanks for the opportunity. Great to appreciate it, Walt. It's great to connect with you, mate. And um, what really excited me, Brad, when I look at your journey, so as I mentioned in the introduction to everyone, um, you've come through from an employee and now branched out onto your own uh, as, an, as an employer, I guess, as a CEO of your own company. What does, what does an average day look like for you now as you know in that leadership role in that CEO space? Yeah, look, very, very exciting, but also challenging in, in a good way. Um, the way I approach my day is a little bit different now because I have a holistic strategic view vision of the company now. So I'm thinking about where do we want to be in 12 months, 18 months to five years. I'm looking at bigger picture. I'm looking wow. at, um, at that bigger plan. But um, then down to the fact that I can wear a lot of hats, you know, um, on a daily basis, I can be doing anything from business development through to setting a marketing and executing a marketing plan there, yeah. um, through to sales calls and presentations with clients yeah, as sure. well. So it's been really exciting. Uh, we obviously operate in many different markets. So, um, yeah, the challenges, the projects, it has been incredible, really. Awesome. That's really cool. Has, do, do you find some of those hats uh, challenging in terms of um, now, I guess, everything rests on you coming from that corporate background? Uh, now you have to juggle a little bit. Have you found any of those hats difficult to put on and, and a skill set that you've had to learn? Yeah, look, definitely. I think my experience of 18 years in the channel has taught me that, um, you know, a lot of these skills have been acquired along the way. But now it's also some things where I have to upskill and sure. learn more and go and read up um, and get just a little bit more advanced knowledge, specialised knowledge in those key areas to best be uh, equipped to drive the company forward, but also know when to delegate out sure. to the team, you know, the marketing consultants or the salespeople that we have um, as sales agents in the field. So I've actually been able to take a step back and delegate, but then also know what's best suited to my skill set to actually take on and execute myself. Yeah, cool. As a as a, a business owner, how do you know when's the right time to to bring someone in, either as an employee or maybe as an outsourced contractor, and and versus handling that yourself? Like, what's the the uh, the, the definitive line for you in terms of delegation, do it yourself uh, employment? Yeah, definitely, definitely a very uh, important question. It usually depends on the role and responsibility. So what, whatever we're taking on, whatever the, um, the particular task might be, 
I'll look at it that and try to assign to the best skilled person for the role. Sure. So if I'm not that person, who is that person? Are they in my team or are they a third party that we could perhaps engage to get value and best response from or best result from um, and work it that way? If it's best suited to me, great, I take that on and I take that responsibility and I execute that action yep. or I'll simply outsource or, or use my team. Very cool. As, as we look at um, as we look at starting businesses, and so many people have that kind of um, I, I wish I could or I feel like I want to work for myself, um, and then there's that that almost that fear of stepping out in terms of leaving something that's been secure that perhaps you've been working on for years, uh, and then taking that big leap. How did you approach that with with you know mentally and and with the family and and the situation? That's a great question. I really appreciate that question, Walt. Um, Actually, it takes my mind back to a time when you and I sat down. Actually, yep. we caught up, um, you know, and had a good discussion around this. I was still uh, employed at the time and running a multi-million-dollar corporation for a multinational company, which was yep. a fantastic. Well, great company, great opportunity, great experience. But in my life, there's always I've always felt like there's more, and I'd like to be all I can be. So for me, it was about the fulfilment of my lifelong goal and career. So I had to establish, even from that moment we discussed and then beyond, okay, what, is it, what do I need to do to get there and what steps am I going to take from this moment on to make that happen? So that was realising where I'm at, how can I strategically organise a plan to um, come up with a business plan and strategies for my business, what are going to be my markets, how does my first year look like and what are my expenses and, and all those general things just detailed and really wrote out that plan. Right. So I actually put that on paper into a goal. I put an executable date against that at the time and really said, look, it is going to be scary and I'm going to be questioning what I've done in the beginning, but I know in the long run I've backed myself to take this leap and, uh, and really execute and, and start to, to organise the company and, and branch out. Knowing, knowing you, and as you mentioned, we've, we've, we've been friends for a long time, but knowing you and your background, the identity that you brought to your previous role was uh, almost in the way that you, not almost, you treated your employment as your own business anyway. You know, you ran it with your heart, you ran it with your soul. And, and am, I, am I almost right in saying it got to a point when you said my my identity or my um, uh, position in that employment role. And as you said, you know, you're not, you've, you've spoken very well about your previous employer and the opportunities that they gave you, but that position where you said, I now need to, to take something bigger. And that was the kind of the catalyst to move forward. Is that, is that accurate? Definitely. Definitely. For me and my personal goals, it was about being all I can be. And I love business um, I love my clients and I love the space that I work in so much, but actually having my own legacy. So yeah. looking at uptime systems and, 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 you know, my company, but looking at it as the fact that this is going to be my own legacy now, I will run my own show, I will do the best I can to best serve my clientele in this channel space. Yeah, in this absolutely. Market. I will make the decisions, best practice for the channel, yeah, for cool. the customer. There'll no longer be any boundaries in terms of what I can do there, and uh, and I'll go about making that happen. 
Absolutely, which is a really cool way to go. And, and I guess having that control, um, that's, that's why they, the, the C is in the CEO position, is that you have that, that chief position where that, the responsibility, the decision-making and the direction comes down to you. And I think as people look at an entrepreneurial journey, um, sometimes that's scary because you, you don't have that, uh, that backstop, I guess. Um, have, you, have you experienced the, 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 the need, I guess, to, to have anybody in a coaching role or in a, um, a mentorship role as you've gone on to this journey? Definitely. So probably since back 2004, mm-hmm. um, you know, I went to a seminar on a weekend out of my own time while I was just a sales rep at the time. I went to a seminar there around personal development. I learned so much from that journey. I took myself from an average rep to the top rep nationally in the company, year on year, back to back after that. And that was about recognising the need for personal development and lining up with a mentor. So absolutely since way back then, on and off, and, uh, you know, I'd like to say that I was perfectly streaming that mentorship all the way through, but it was on and off and I got distracted. Sure. But the importance of that was significant in my growth from that moment all the way through my career projections as an employee and then further now, even more so to my key mentors in the States, to where I am now and, and being a CEO myself. So absolutely. I, would I, love, I, love the, um, I love the trajectory of personal development. And speaking, speaking on a personal level, I, the opportunity for anyone, no matter where they find themselves, to go from A to B um, simply by the content that's available to all of us right now. So, you know, I, I, I'm a, a father of two kids. I know that you've got the, the kids as well. Um, being able to take the kids, take anyone in any position and say, what, what do you want to learn about today? And being able to say, um, okay, let's tap into some personal development. Let's talk about goal setting. Let's talk about, you know, stress management. Let's talk about financial management. Let's talk about whatever it is. And that, um, that, availability of resource um you you're saying that you you tap into that is that a regular thing for you brad are you are you listening are you reading what's your what's your go-to medium yeah that's a great question so anything from mindfulness and meditation at night to wind down all the way through to if i'm going to see a set of clients in a day instead of wasting the time listening to the radio i plug straight into an audio tape call it an audio tape audio yeah. content yeah. for many of my mentors and any content that I'm either A, involved in at the time or just in general to stay motivated and stay on task. Yeah. So certainly regularly, um, you know, part of my day. And sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and I'll automatically just flick on an audio tape while I'm getting ready and, uh, and that will just drive on my day and motivate me and really set me and calibrate me for, for a day of success. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me, tell me some of the names that, that influence you either uh, past or present, whether, you know, somebody, an audio that you tap into, books that you read, et cetera, if audio is your medium, are there, are there a few key, I guess, personalities that have popped up in your, in your personal development journey? Yeah, definitely. So if I wind the clock right back to 2004, my first real mentor in personal development was Bob, Bob Proctor. Cool. Bob Proctor, I resonate quite well with him and the way he explains things and, and allows you to teach you how to apply it is fantastic. Yeah. And then more recently, John Asaraf um, has been a big part of, of what I do. So out of the secret. Oh, John fantastic. Asaraf, a direct mentor. So we, we talk, um, we've met. I've been to a number of his seminars and, and I remain on his programs. Yep. So he very much uh, is a big part of what I do because of his brain retraining. Cool. So working on the brain, we call it inner sizing, 
I, I highly recommend him. Um, if any of you uh, have not become aware of him yet, have not done anything with him, look into it. Nice. For me, I found him a very important uh, mentor on my journey. And oh, I very cool. We'll have somebody to look up to and to, um, to aspire to become. Fantastic. Unreal. So, Brad, you're, you're about, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, about eight or nine months uh, into launching Uptime Systems as a, as a CEO. What's been Would your... Would you believe the time's gone quicker, uh, Walt? It's actually 12 months. Is it a year? Congrats, mate. That is absolutely fantastic. What's been your biggest achievement uh, in, in going into that CEO role? What's been, the, what's been the biggest win so far for you? Oh, definitely. Look, I think the freedom of the journey to create my own destiny 100%. Yeah. Obviously, I own the company 100% and I run it the way I feel it's going to best serve our clients. Was so there some I surprises? Freedom of that. Sorry, yeah. no, I didn't mean to cut you off. The, so the, the actual achievement of, of freedom in terms of um, uh, being in that in that central and core role as an achievement is is absolutely spectacular. Is there anything that surprised you in that in that move? Was it something that has shocked you a little bit more than you thought it would? Oh, definitely. I suppose really for me, just uh, having to do a lot more things yourself in the early stage. Sure. You know, being willing to commit to what it takes. It is 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 so far from a nine to five from my perspective, in terms of you can't just clock in, clock off, really with an entrepreneurship, in my opinion, my experience has been you've, you've really got to be able to commit for the uh, all, all kinds of hours. There'll be times I've got deadlines, I've got to be working till midnight, I'll be getting up early and, and exercising and then starting working in front of the computer at like a 7am or something like that. Yeah, so sure. certainly it's a lot broader commitment, but there's excellent reward sitting behind that. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and people that work for themselves, we, we all talk about this um, freedom in terms of being able to control your day. Uh, and then, you know, at the same, in the same breath, we're talking about working till midnight and getting up at four. Uh, and I think a lot of people see that as a conflict. But, uh, you know, again, personally, have you found uh, a, a different way of managing your time with, with family and with, uh, you know, health, etc. now that you're in that CEO role? Yeah, definitely. So time management was something that I had quite well before, but I've had to take it to a whole nother level now sure. and something where I've become a lot more disciplined as a result. Okay. So now I plan my day before. Yep. So I'll write out my day um, for tomorrow, the night before. I'll have that all clearly in front of me so that I, there's no guesswork and there's no distraction around sure. when I step into the office, what I've got to achieve as my top what I like to call income-producing activities for that day ahead. Sure. So I'm doing a lot of planning to therefore create a better time management structure nice. um, for myself to make sure that I can be more efficient for the company. Do you have tools? One of the questions that I had uh, there and I wanted to ask you, do you have a specific set of tools that you use on a daily basis? It might be productivity-based or, you know, just in terms of, of your day, either tech tools or, you know, something that you always have to have at hand to make sure that your day runs smoothly? Definitely, I would say it's an interesting one for, for me to answer this for you. It's exercise. Yeah, right. So okay. I, I consider exercise for me, for my personal well-being and my productivity yeah. as being an important tool. It's probably not the answer that you're expecting. Off the uh, definitely bat, not, but that, that's cool. Is that, um, is that because it gives you a jump start in the day? Definitely. So I'm very refreshed. 
I'm energized yeah. and I become extremely focused after exercise. So I like to start my day by getting up early and exercising cool. to kick it off. What's Doesn't a routine always... for you? Like what's a, what's an exercise routine, a daily, you know, um, a gym session for you? Definitely. So usually warming up and warming down on the treadmill, I like to run and yeah. I like to run on the treadmill. But if I can get outdoors and I ever get time, it would be great to go outside and, and you know, run a short track. I sure. do a couple of, I'm not the guy to run long distances. Okay. I run a couple of Ks and try to beat my time. Okay. I'm a bit competitive by nature, so I'll try to speed that up and, and I'll have the stopwatch going and see how much better I can do. Uh, and then I'll have a workout in between, um, you know, the warm-up, warm-down. You're doing weights? Time. Is it a um, high-intensity weights kind of session? What, what sort of time frame are we talking from a... From start of the work, start of the warm up to end of the cool down, are we? Uh, what's your time there in terms of a daily? I ideally don't want to be going past an hour. Okay. So if I can do forty five minutes in and out of, of the cardio and the weight session, I know I'm really on point. I know that's ideal for me. Uh, but normally the average would be one hour by the time I'm walking in the door and walking out the door of the gym. Nice. That's a really cool productivity tool. Like, you know, if if I asked most people, they would say, you know, it's their phone, it's their calendar, it's their to-do list, it's their diary. But in terms of actually boosting your productivity, looking at that exercise as a tool is a, is a great way to go. Brad, tell me, what would you, if you had an opportunity uh, right now, you, you, you had an opportunity to meet with your 60-year-old self. So somehow, some way, you're 60 years old self is able to sit across the desk from you right now what do you think your 60 year old self would be telling you in terms of advice and and uh, you know information of what's happening yeah that's a great question again and i'm no surprise brilliant brilliant question walt i think it would be about making sure that you look after yourself nice we get very consumed in a in a day-to-day world where we're so busy now we've got so many stimulants everything's pretty instant in terms of technology and getting responses and distractions. Looking after yourself first, because if you don't look after yourself, you can't serve others. Yeah. And if you can't serve others, your productivity you know, really plummets. So that would be one of the things I would really look at, and that's in terms of feeding your body with good nutrients and health. Yeah. So good food. Yeah. Um, exercising on a regular basis to make sure that you yourself are well equipped to serve, um, you know, your clients, your family, and a work-life balance to go with that. Sure. Making sure you're really making time for those important things in your family's life. So if that means that you literally block in your schedule to go to your daughter's dance recital, for me, I do it. Yeah. That will that time will never come back. I love the freedom that I create by being efficient to be at all those events with my children. Um, with my wife, with my family members. And nice. actually scheduling the time management to make that happen is is something I would definitely be telling myself. And it's something I'm working towards now yep. um, through all years of experience. But those would be the key factors for me. Well, yeah. Nice. Well, it sounds like your 60-year-old self has got some wisdom behind him, mate. So that's a, that's a good thing to look forward to. One of the words that you said there was the word create, where you said, uh, you know, the fact that you can create that freedom. And I think... You know, in terms of entrepreneurship, that ability to create, create future, create, um, you know, achievements, create time, create freedom. That's got to be one of the biggest appeals of the entrepreneur journey, um, certainly from my perspective. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Creating things from nothing is something that I love because I was able to found a company, come yep. up with a logo, come up with a color scheme to the logo, 
generally about the philosophy of the company. What problem are we trying to solve and what value are we going to deliver to the market that we serve? So whatever yeah. vertical that you operate in, whatever profession that you do, those things and that creation of that journey was so exciting for me. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So um, we've heard from your 60-year-old self. May I take you back now. If you had an opportunity to talk to your 20-year-old self, knowing what you know now, now being an, an entrepreneurial, uh, well into the entrepreneurial journey, you've got an opportunity to go back to your 20-year-old self and have a chat. What would you say to that young man? I think with my 20-year-old self, it would be don't go to all the parties, don't yeah. drink every night. This is not the most important thing. Definitely make time to go out and enjoy your friendships and that part of your life because that is a part of that phase of your life. Sure. But read books, connect to mentors. Um, I would definitely be telling myself to really look up into business. Okay. And, uh, so get started and, earlier. Yeah, starting early in yeah. these areas because later on, if, you're, if you made a head start, and you're already years down the track into, say, where you and I are now in terms of entrepreneurship and companies. Yeah. Wow. You know, you're looking at somebody who's, who's, who's quite a game changer. So Definitely. that would be one of the main messages to that 20-year-old self, yeah. Nice. What about a room full, mate? So, uh, again, in terms of what you know now, if you had an opportunity to stand in front of a graduating class, these are people that have just finished the education system for what it is and are about to come into what we call the real world what what you've got five minutes on stage what kind of things would you want to talk to a room full of graduating students about it's a very good question so with the graduating students they've got everything in front of them the thing that I find interesting is at 17 years of age we're basically tasked with the difficult decision to go what do we want to do with our lives yeah so I'm hoping by the time they've gone through university they know pretty clearly, at least for now, where they're going to go and where their actual talent lies. So if they don't already know at that point, I'm standing on stage and trying to plead with them to get ready and know where you want to go. Because when you know where you want to go, then you can get the right mentors, you can read and research the right information to take you quite a lot faster to where you need to go with your yeah. career. But you have to start with that question of what do I want? Yeah. Absolutely, Where get clarity. Where's my passion? Yeah. As you know, well, you're very passionate like me. You connect with your passion and your purpose and it's not work, it's, it's, it's an exciting journey all of a sudden because you're actually realising the passion and you're just going with that drive. So trying to connect them back into that purpose and um, recognising their skills to take it into, into the um, career. Yeah, very cool. Absolutely. I think it's so tough for... Um, people coming into the world at that point in their life to to definitively say this is who I am and this is what I want to do. But um, maybe I'm wrong in, in terms of getting that education in front of them or, or actually even asking that question in the right way. You know, hopefully that would that might change the trajectory of somebody's you know next three years where they've been drifting. You know, maybe hearing that message might actually um, get them to ask the question in the right way. I hope Definitely. so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Brad, I'd, um, I'd love to be a, a part of that oh, in, in any way. You know, absolutely. just really blessed with a lot of skills that I've acquired over time in the business journey and definitely to catapult them forward for quicker efficiencies. I think yeah. I, you know, in my career have gone from a young age quite successfully through the ranks as an employee and, and really relish this opportunity of entrepreneurship and, and how rewarding it is. But also, 
even just how challenging it is, I actually like problem solving really. So, so I think that's one of the skills that, you know, thinking about the kids, if we could give them one skill, like everybody's talking about uh, what kind of industries aren't going to be redundant by the time kids are finishing school these days. And I, I keep coming back to problem solving, you know, no matter what, um, what technology is out there or what roles are out there, I think problem solving is probably one of the skill sets that will save them in the future in terms of what, what they can, what they can be really good at and, and uh, help to drive forward with. Definitely. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, I'd love to just point out one important factor to that university uh, graduate group sure. is stay ahead of technology. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Really diversify yourselves and really get clued up on technology and where it's going. Not where it is. Where it is is expected on par from my point of view, being in the IT space. Yeah. But looking at what are the growth curves, where is technology heading so you don't become redundant? Yeah, absolutely. And read all you can. Listen, if there's a, if there's a whisper of a trend or a whisper of something upcoming, um, get into it, read about it, find out about it and stay ahead of it. That's, that's great advice, mate. Brad, what would, what would somebody find surprising about you? I've, I've got a couple of questions left. I'm so respectful and grateful of your time to come and, and uh, have a chat to us. If we, if we took a group of people and we had that opportunity to, to communicate with you, what's something about you that people would find surprising? Surprising, I suppose, my level of energy. Nice. It's incredible. I love coffee, Walt. But <laughs> once I add coffee to my level of energy, I literally can achieve so much. So right, I'm, okay. In my, uh, my, my cousin I'm very close to, uh, he's a very successful businessman himself, and uh, we caught up the other day after some time, and he said, look, I'm jacked, but you're extremely jacked. Nice. You know, in terms of energetic and passionate. So I, I get a lot done in a short space of time. and. Uh, yeah, a lot more energetic than most. And, and I'd put that down to eating the right foods and, and that, you know, exercise regime we were talking about a little bit earlier. Because I was going to ask you that. I was going to say, what do you put it down to? You put it down to eating the right foods and exercising. But I would take you one step further and as, as a challenge to you. I would put it down to what you're expecting out of yourself. Yes. Yes. You know definitely. what I mean? Like do you, if, you, if yeah. you didn't have those goals in front of you, you wouldn't be eating right. You wouldn't be exercising right. You, you've put that achievement uh i guess mantra in front of you as a as a driving direction and it's the drive that gives you the energy i think that's again that's an opinion definitely living living a life on purpose is is a driver definitely jumps you out of bed and um you know gets you going and stays stays on purpose i think that knowing where you're going is is critical having that plan having those goals uh you know, I'm very specific in terms of goals, so yeah. I, I think that's definitely a factor. You know, I quantify them quite heavily and I'm very detailed. And I, I separate them at the start of every year. I go, here's my business goals, top 10, and here's my personal goals, top 10, and I'm very specific around that and I'm constantly looking at that and I'm putting that wherever I am. So it's on my phone, so wherever I go, nice. it's on my laptop and it's beside my bed so that it's really constantly going through my mind of the course I'm on and where I'm going to arrive because I never really doubt I'm going to get there. Uh, Let's just say if there was 10 goals at the start of the year, I'll usually definitely knock out 9 out of 10. Fantastic. And be working on the 10th. I'm always scratching my head going, where did I go wrong and why didn't this one happen? So I'm very hard on myself, uh, but that does drive me. There's no one harder on me than myself. Yeah, absolutely. 
I was talking to an entrepreneur named Mario Brown, an amazing guy who, who talked about that exact thing with entrepreneurs. And he was saying that we are all hard on ourselves, you know, hitting nine out of 10 going, well, why didn't you get the 10th? You know, like, come on, you know, let's get on with it. And uh, he, he also reminded, uh, he also reminded me to, to pause and just take a look back every now and again and realize what you've achieved and looking at, you know, just in terms of your own growth and journey, um, I stand and congratulate you, mate, because you've you've achieved amazing things, and I've so. I've seen through that journey that you that you do have that sort of life by design. Um, which brings me to my next question, and I guess uh, something that I'd love to know: what's next for Brad Andrews? What's next for for Uptime Systems? What's the 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 driver right now for you guys? Definitely. So, just before we were talking about staying abreast of technology. So my company provides a turnkey solution. So anything in the data center from the hardware to the services. So preventative maintenance. So keeping equipment running longer, uh, installing the equipment, maintaining the equipment, and also providing a cutting edge product solution that's not centric around one brand of technology. Yep. That's our purpose and that's our value add. And that certainly puts us in a very different minority space in our marketplace. And we have just been having exponential success around that in the future there's going to be different battery technologies around the ups systems that's our core line of product sure so there's lithium technology coming through that's very big we're very much tapping into what's that going to look like uh, which brands are offering that and who do we get in touch with and skilled up on quickly to make sure we're ahead of the curve very nice and look while i see that changing within a very short space of time Yep. You know, the next couple of years, the battery technologies are literally going to turn on a whim towards the new battery technologies. And then anything else around what we're doing, so power distribution, the racks and cooling, so the cooling in the IT environment, what are the latest cutting-edge technologies out there and how can we deliver that knowledge to our customers and partners yep. to best drive their businesses forward um, into the future. See, now as the CEO, you talk in different language because now you're talking about your company needs to stay ahead of what's happening rather than being delegated through. So, so give, me a, give me a turnover goal. Let's, uh, let's drop some accountability onto this uh, podcast session with you. What, what yes. are you going to take the company forward for for the next uh, half year for, to a year out? Where are we looking at? Yeah, look, definitely. I mean, in a short space of time, we've been able to push up over the million mark um, very comfortably and it's fast-tracking toward toward the multiple millions. I expect to really have a 10x business within the next two years. Fantastic. Bold goal. Fantastic. Bold goal, but I love 10x and I've got a base mark now where I can take that through and I will work that engine to, to really, you know, fantastic, mate. Come back on the show and tell us uh, how that's going. We'd love to hear about it. And um, Brad, just w- one more before before I head off. Uh, a personal goal of yours, looking at life as a family man right now, as a CEO, um, looking yourself in the mirror and saying, you know, what's next for me is this. What's what's the one that's that's got you moving forward? Definitely. So I see myself spending more quality time with my family yep. and those important life events that I'll never get back. Sure. Making sure that that's an important part of it. Uh, the personal fitness and, um, you know, the healthy eating and living for the whole family and everyone I'm, I'm you know, closely related to or friends in my circle. And for career, just, again, really realising all that we can be in the marketplace as a leader in this technology 
for these value-added services and uh, and in the market. And and I I like to branch that out to other countries within what we do. So taking uptime systems into other countries and markets all the way through Asia and, and perhaps one day over to the US and Europe as well. Fantastic, mate. Brad, thanks so much for joining me on the show. I really appreciate it. The insights of moving from that corporate space and, and realizing the personal growth as you've come through and, and the, the choice to actually get yourself better in every way um, has resulted now in, in that CEO position, in that ability to drive those goals forward and in the achievements so far. Uh, so congratulations, mate. Seriously, well done and uh, excited for the next journey for you. And again, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much for the opportunity and, again, for your uh, inspiration when we spoke uh, some time back in terms of the the transition between employee and entrepreneur and especially about today. I think um, this has been a really great experience. I relish the opportunity. Thanks, mate. It's 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 a pleasure.